grief? And why do people grieve differently? How can Christians find ways to share God's love with people who are grieving that know the Lord? How can we offer God's comfort and peace to those who are grieving and do not know Christ? Today, my guest is Daniel Verkoyan, a Christian funeral director. Daniel is a husband and the father of two daughters and lives in Ontario, Canada. Today, we'll talk about ministering to the grieving. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Welcome, Daniel. Thanks for being my guest today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we want to talk about grief today. You have done a lot of research and working with people on the topic of grieving and ministering to the grieving. So that's what we'll focus on today. Let's begin just with a general question. What is grief and why do different people grieve differently? Well, grief is the feelings that we feel inside when we lose someone or something that we love. Um, It's the emotions of sadness or sorrow that we feel. And I mean, everyone does feel grief differently. And um, I think it can depend on the connection that that person had with that other person or thing. So it can, and, and also your personality can change the way in which you grieve, but everyone does experience grief. I remember one of the Christian counselors I interviewed years ago uh, talked about love and its impact on grief. Could you talk a little bit more about uh, love and grief? I think we experience more grief the more we love. Um, It reminds me of even Jesus in the way that he just, he wept at different times and because well he loved so much and uh if we if we don't love something and we lose it we don't grieve over it but if we do love something or someone and we lose it or them then we will grieve because it's that overwhelming sadness that we'll have for the loss of that love so uh sometimes the stronger we grieve that can be indication of the stronger that love was Absolutely. And I think that's important to uh, share with people that are just in, especially the beginning of their grief. They've just lost a loved one, like a friend of mine that lost her husband of over 50 years. Uh, She gets a little frustrated because people will say, just get over it. 50 years of Mm. marriage, (laughs) she's not going to get over it quickly. (laughs) And uh, she will never totally get over it, but but she will Mm -hmm. continue to remember him and love him. Uh, But it's important. I think it gives people um, comfort to know the reason they're grieving is because they loved this person Mm -hmm. so much. And I I never think the goal of the griever should be to get over it. No. Um, I think we should like we can grow stronger through it and and build our life or like beyond but we never our goal to get over over something that we loved right right yes i had i have two sons in heaven <laughs> that mm. uh, died when they were adults and i always tell people you never get over it uh, no. you always remember them but you do get better as time goes on mm-hmm. you 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 process the grieving you grow stronger process. yes yeah you grow stronger i have a friend who lost his son and he says how the waves of grief hit you uh they 
it, you're always going to be in the water with the waves hitting you, but you'll grow stronger over time to withstand those waves mm. and, um, and also to anticipate maybe when the wave is coming so you can brace yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, very much so. So let's talk a little bit more. How can Christians find ways to share God's love and the gospel with people that are grieving that know the Lord as their Savior? You know, sometimes we hear this. Well, you shouldn't grieve because you're a Christian. Have you heard, <laughs> heard people say that? Yeah, it seems it's disingenuous sad. to me. Yeah, it seems like even some Christian funerals, Everyone wants to put on a big smile and be laughing because that person went to heaven, which, yes, there is a there is a celebratory aspect to it. But at the same time, we're still uh, struggling with the mourning and the loss and the grieving. Um, actually, one thing that kind of bothers me when I'm at a Christian funeral sometimes is there'll be a group of churchgoers that walk in all jolly and laughing and and chatting and loud and it's like well you're not being very respectful to the person who just lost their husband or their child or their loved one it's it i think walking with someone who has lost their loved one who is a believer i think we need to walk with them in their grief listen to understand what they're going through and look to serve them in practical ways um realize that our words can't fix what they're going through and um and and we need to yeah look to look to try to walk beside them in their grief and help carry their burden and don't try to fix it their grief or minimize it with words um just oh well at least they're in heaven or or hey at least they're not suffering anymore or any of those things um which all of them might be true but it's not really sensitive to the the grieving person's feelings of grief yeah, it's it's very hard. You want to say the right thing as a Christian. You want to say the right thing. But one of the mm -hmm. things that I usually say is, you know, you don't always know what to say. That's why what you just said, mm -hmm. listen, listen to them, ask questions about their loved one. And mm -hmm. but don't get too personal. It's, it's a fine line, isn't it, True. Daniel? Yeah. And and maybe share a story that you remember of their loved one. Oh, I think that's always, always a nice good. thing to do. Yes. And um, yeah, empathize with their sorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Very mm -hmm. much so. Um, well, we can talk more about how Christians can share God's love in the gospel with those that are grieving. But uh, what about how we can offer God's comfort and peace to those who are grieving and don't know Christ? Is this a time to share God's love with them? Mm -hmm. um, absolutely. I, I would say it's not a time to preach at them, but it's absolutely a time to share God's love. And maybe how that can be interpreted different ways, right? Um, someone might think sharing God's love is is getting them to repent of their sins, um, which let the Holy Spirit do that in his own timing. But our sharing of God's love is to show them God's love in practical ways. Also, be a good listener. It's, it's very similar to how we should walk um, believers through grief, I think, and um, be there for them. Walk, walk with them through what they're going through. And I think also um, one thing that's not done enough in some circles, it is, it is done a lot in other circles, so is um, to offer practical ways to help that person. Like um, sometimes we'll say, hey, call me if you need anything. But that's not really practical. It puts the burden on the griever. 
instead, I feel what's better to do is say, um, hey, I was wondering if I can make you a meal this Thursday evening and bring it over to your house at four o'clock. Would that be okay? Because it's very specific and they can say, well, you know what? My family already provided me a fridge full of food. I, I can't honestly handle another dish. And then you can say, well, what about next week? And they say, you know what? I, I will be out of food by next week. And that sounds good. Or maybe um, just say, hey, can I come over and cut your grass for the next three weeks? Because I just, I just feel like blessing you in this way. And doing these very practical things, but can help actually relieve the burden so that they can focus on the other things uh, that they're going through. Those are great suggestions and so important. Yeah, we are good at saying, let me know if you need something. And yeah, that they're just overwhelmed sometimes. So great ways to do that. I want to pro the, the program today to help our listeners recognize what they might be able to do. A lot of times our our Christian listeners say, I don't know anybody that uh, I need to minister to, or I don't know anybody I might witness to, to, to help mm. them recognize that grie people that are grieving, whether they're Christians or not, need some of the same things. And it's a way mm -hmm. to minister to them in mm -hmm. small ways and large ways, just to let them know you care, to make a call. Mm -hmm. Maybe not that next week, but maybe every month, give them a call mm -hmm. and just see how they're doing. Uh, just yeah. don't forget that grief takes a long time to get over. And mm -hmm. the funeral is always a great time to talk to people. But then a month or two down the line, they could be staying at home and being very lonely. And mm -hmm. a call will mean a lot to them or a card, That's even right. a little card. Mm -hmm. Yes. D Daniel, you have a lot of stories because you deal with a lot of people that are grieving. And I want you just to wrap those stories at any time into today's program. Um, but t just tell us a story of someone maybe that you uh, ministered to uh, in their grief. Sure. Yeah, I, I like you said, I do deal with this on a daily basis, and I'm so blessed to be able to do this as a career. I prayed for a long time um, for God to lead me into the career that would be able to minister to people and to to be a blessing, and, and I believe he's definitely called me here. So um, I was thinking about a couple of stories that kind of stood out to me. This one young couple lost their um, toddler when she drowned. Um, which was really tragic, very sad. And they they had a few other kids. She was the youngest. And um, they came into the funeral home to sit with me to make arrangements. And I could tell the mom was very upset. Um, the dad was a little bit detached, as a lot of fathers can be when they're going through something and trying to figure out maybe how to support as they try to navigate their unfamiliar feelings. Um, but the mom was angry at God. And she cursed his name right in front of me. And that I, I just prayed and I said, God, like in my heart, please help me to share your love with her. Uh, she's going through this difficult, difficult time. And um, she shared with me how um, she was upset. There was a Christian relative of her that told her that, well, God won't give you more than you can handle. And he was trying to help her, but that was very, un that really upset her. And because she says, well, like, this is bigger than me. Why would God give me this? Right. 
And so I kind of shared with her, I didn't, I don't really agree with that perspective. I mean, I think that's taking that verse out of context. Um, I, I do feel like God will allow things in our life to go to, for us to go through that are bigger than we can handle. And he was going to show us how his strength can get us through it. And we can lean and rely on him for our strength. And uh, a few days later, she told me how she really appreciated that perspective. And it actually softened her to the faith. And um, so I had recommended a book that she uh, could read because I was reading this book. And I, it, it was really good. It's called The Slumber of Christianity by Ted Decker. And um, so we went through the funeral process. It was, it was sad. Um, but a couple of weeks later, I get a phone call from this excited girl. And I didn't really re recognize her name or her face right, or sorry, her voice right away. Um, but then as she started talking, then I was like, oh, okay, this is the mother. And um, she sounded very excited. She had walked into a thrift store. And she was looking for some books to read because she loved to read. And she spotted this book with a really interesting looking um, cover. And she grabbed it and she started reading it. And lo and behold, it's the very book that I had recommended. Uh -huh. And once she realized it, she scooped it up and she, she was so excited. And then she gave me a phone call to tell me, hey, you would never believe what I just found, this book. I'm going to go home and read it right away. And um, it's, it's these little things that we might not um see are going to like change their world right away it's like how how can i fix this person's predicament how can i how can i like be an angel that's in the room to fix them or to help them or to guide them and show them the way but god calls us to love mm -hmm. god called us to share the burden and and that's what i aim to do and strive to do so wonderful Thank you for that wonderful story. I'm going to make some announcements now, and then we'll come back, continue talking about grieving and ministering to the grieving. Family Shield Ministries is composed of Christians who care about families and the gospel, transforming lives now and for eternity. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 radio stations and on many podcast platforms. We also coordinate the counter-cult ministry and educational and evangelism services. We encourage our listeners to become a partner with us in accomplishing Family Shield Ministries' vision and mission. Join us in prayer. Mail a donation by check or give online at www.familyshieldministries.org. Please also consider participating in Family Shield Ministries' Generations Legacy Program and plan to leave a gift to help future generations come to know Christ as their Savior and Lord. If you've already put Family Shield into your will or estate, please let us know so we can recognize you. Did you know you can give an estate gift without changing your will or trust? Did you know you can turn a life insurance policy over to the ministry that you no longer need? You might also consider a transfer from your IRA if you are 70 and a half years of age or older. You can call us to learn more about that. Now let's go back to my guest, Daniel Verkoyan. And uh, again, we've been talking about uh, dealing with those that are grieving and what we can do. And Daniel 
has been telling us uh, a, a lot of good advice. So let me just ask a, a little more about what you've learned as a funeral director and how to minister to people. Should we encourage people to cry? And what else have you found can help people during funerals and the death of a loved one as they grieve? Mm-hmm. Great questions. Um, a lot of people get uneasy and they feel like they have to apologize when they're crying. Um, I'm not exactly sure why, probably just a cultural thing. Uh, some cultures compete with who can cry the loudest, but in our culture, that's uh, unusual. Um, I regularly encourage people to cry, actually. Um, and at, how I do that is I'll tell them, listen, you're allowed to cry and you're allowed to laugh. You're allowed to do both. You don't have to apologize for either. Um, and I, I let them know crying is healthy. And there's a few things in my research that I found out about crying that, so it's actually a natural soothing mechanism because our emotions build up, build up and build up and crying helps return our emotions to homeostasis. And it's actually important for clearing our minds and helping us to release that pressure that's built up. Uh, it can also uh, release chemicals in our brains that helps numb some of the pain we're going through. Um, and that's physical or emotional pain. So when we cry, it helps to numb some of that pain, also helps us get through what we're going through. Um, I guess one other thing that it can do is it can be a signal to other people around us that we might need some help so other people can come and, and give us a hand. So crying is is very healthy, yeah. And then, I mean, I also tell people that they need to eat because when you're grieving, a lot of times uh, you don't really feel like eating. You lose your appetite and um, you need to be encouraged to eat. And even if it's a protein bar or a, just a quick snack, if you're not able to make yourself a meal, um, if you're out and about, say, getting some things done, make sure to have something in your stomach because that will give you the energy to, to fight the battle you're going through. Wonderful. Wonderful. Good. Those are good suggestions. And I know um, you have many more, but uh, let's just talk for a minute about why Christians have hope even when they grieve. Mm. Yeah, it's our hope is in Christ. And we know that God is a God who is a comforter. The Holy Spirit's name is Parakletos, and he is our comforter. And the Bible has many scriptures about comfort. God is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those who cry out to him. And we, we have hope that even though we're in a dark time, even though we're in the valley of the shadow of death, he is there with us through it. And we always, always have hope as believers of a brighter day ahead. Hope is something that we need to recognize. We need to remember God's promises. We need to look back in our past and see how he has fulfilled his promises and remember that he is a God who answers his promises. He will, he will always uh, fulfill his promises and he promises to never leave us and never forsake us. And that is very, very powerful to help us get through what we're going through. So we're, when we're in that dark time, remember the light and the promises that we have experienced before. And uh, remember that God doesn't leave and God doesn't change and he will be with us there through that dark time. And we always have hope. And, and Kate, 
we, when we're sharing God's love with others, with the believers and with the unbelievers, we need to try to um, share with them the hope of a brighter future. Mm. There's a lot going on in our country that uh, points to no hope. And um, maybe someday you and I can talk about the MAID, what we have in Ontario. It's called MAID. That's the acronym of Medical Assistance in Death. And and it's, it's tragic. I know some of the states have it as well. But um, I've been listening to a show about, uh, or uh, sorry, I was watching something that the Ontario government put out to funeral directors and cemetery operators about MAID. And um, the reasons why people choose to have a doctor end their life. Mm. And the 85 to 86% of the people who choose that is because they have no hope. And, and it's, it's really tragic. So we need to express God's love and God's comfort and hope to those who are grieving so that they can uh, continue on and, and, and get closer to God themselves. Absolutely. I was just thinking of one of my husband's bosses that um, really turned his back on God at the time of his first wife's death. He prayed and asked God to heal his first wife, and she died. And And from then on, he, he just, uh, I, I hope at the end, he, he turned back to the Lord, but he just became a bitter old man. People mm-hmm. said he was a different person before and then after his first wife. Mm-hmm. He got married again, but he just was never the same. And sometimes this is a critical time for people. And knowing that there is hope ahead and knowing that there are people that care about you, Christian people are others that will walk along with you is extremely important. Mm -hmm. And we know, you started out by saying our hope is in Christ. We know that Christ suffered and died for all of our sins. And Mm -hmm. that's usually not something you want to, as you said at the beginning, preach to people at this point in their life. But as you continue to talk with them, make sure you give them a Bible or a devotional book or something that can share a little bit more about Christ as their Savior Mm -hmm. and Lord. Because in today's world, and you know it, Daniel, many people are confused. They think it's what they do that saves them Mm. instead of Christ alone. And maybe um, even to further your point about giving them something to read or do. If you're able to say, hey, can I come over once a week and go through this with you? I think it would be encouraging for both of us. Mm-hmm. That way they they have your comfort and your in and your presence with them and, and you can go through it and get encouragement together. Absolutely. That would be wonderful. Everybody wouldn't maybe have the time to do that. But for some people that do have the time to give them, again, ideas of what they could do to minister to someone who is grieving and who needs to know Christ as their Savior and Lord and to process through that grieving. It is a process, isn't it, Daniel? Talk a little bit about the process of grieving and and uh, why it isn't just, oh, say it once and I'm fine. What, what do we have to do? It's a, I, I equate it to a healing process. Um, and that process takes time. It's like, it's like if you're wounded. Uh, let me use my wife's um, C-section as an example. Um, it's, it's a little different, but it was a surgery that she had major surgery and 
right away, there's so much pain and, and there's agony and, and you can't hardly walk. And, and same, similarly to going through with grief and grieving. And when you first go through it, you're in shock and then you have to care for that wound. And as you move forward in your grief, as my wife would move forward in her healing, um, the pain is still there. And if two, like a year and a half later, um, it was actually still a little sensitive because that wound was so deep. And as time goes on, uh, it might not hurt as, as bad, but it, uh, there will always be a scar. And there'll, there'll never be a time where you say, uh, wait, what is this scar doing here? I, I don't remember what this is, scar is doing here at all. Like, I mean, if it's a tiny, insignificant scar, even those, though, I have a little scar on my hand from woodworking when I was 13 years old. And that was, what, 25 years ago now. And I still remember that the moment that it hit me, that, that sharp, um, chisel. And so it's, it's the healing process, um, that we go through that does take a long time. And like you said, uh, it, it can still offer you pain or emotional grief in the future. Um, but I, I don't know if I really answered your question. But, no, that's good. No, that's, yeah. that's great. Daniel, we have two minutes left. Uh, just any closing thoughts that you have for our listeners? Um, you know what, like I said, our words can't fix someone. So sometimes if you don't know what to say, um, tell them you're sorry for what they're going through, give them, offer them your condolences and, uh, try to look for practical ways to help them, which shows God's love. And, and that's our goal is to, to help bear each other's burdens. And this fulfills the law of Christ. And, um, I just hope listeners can uh, walk away and and take that with them to to look to love people, uh, whether believers or unbelievers. Look to love them and share share God's love because if we're helping our brothers and sisters in Christ through their difficulty, we're we're serving the family of God. Very good. Yes. Thanks. And I was also going to say real quick, if I can, uh, feel free to check out my YouTube channel, Conversations with Daniel, a funeral director, where I have different conversations with pastors and grief counselors, uh, professionals about grief, and uh, hopefully that might help too. Great. Thank you, Daniel. God bless. Again, our topic today has been ministering to the grieving, and I've been interviewing Daniel Verkoyan, and uh, he is a funeral director in Canada and has shared some of his uh, wisdom with us today. We encourage our listeners to uh, reach out to someone they know that has lost a loved one. Uh, first of all, you know, just start with sending a card or going to the funeral parlor, but... Uh, then uh, remember them a month or even two months later or even three or four months later. Invite them to lunch. Uh, many times they're lonely and, and they may love that. I mean, they may be too busy, but uh, just think of ways that you can uh, show God's love to those that you know. Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. Uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, blessings on your day. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com 
or Wright Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Thank you.